Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Matthew. We're at chapter 27. Jesus is on the cross, verse 45. We're going to read just through a portion of the Matthew passage here. It says this, Now, from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon the land until the ninth hour. And the sixth hour is at noon. The ninth hour is three in the afternoon. Mark, I mean, uh, Matthew just tells us that it's a darkness fell. One of the Gospels, I want to say it's Luke, but I'm not sure. We will look at all the other Gospels later. Okay, we're going to check out all these accounts. But one of the other Gospels tells us that the uh, sun was obscured. Obscured. And that Greek word is interesting right there. A lot of times people will say, and um, this is the way that the Mel Gibson's movie handled it, The Passion, that the sun was covered up by clouds, that it was obscured in that way. Well, maybe, perhaps... I think it's more than likely the kind of idea that darkness fell upon the land, like it was totally black and it was totally dark. Okay, uh, perhaps like what people would say an eclipse would be, you know, that type of thing, which it could be. But I think the longest an eclipse can be is just a matter of minutes. I want to say eleven minutes, but do not hold me to that—a full eclipse, a total eclipse of the sun. So something happened here. I personally think it's just the hand of the Lord that darkness fell upon the land for three hours. Verse 46 says this, About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's actually Psalm 22, verse 1. That's what the Lord cried out. Even in this most intense time of his life, the greatest pain and greatest horror of taking on all of the sin of the world, past, present, and future, He's quoting the word of the Lord, Scripture. And as we've seen, that Psalm 22 is quite a prophetic psalm. It reveals uh, a great deal of what was going to happen to Messiah when he came, and Jesus fulfilled it all. Uh, also, when you look at all the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus says several things. No one Gospel has everything in just one chronology. But you can put them all together and get an idea of what he said. I think there uh, were seven statements that he made. It's often called the seven last words of Christ. Well, it just wasn't seven words. It was seven statements. And this is one of them right here. Now, verse 47. And some of those who were standing there, when they heard it, began saying, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and taken a sponge. He filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it, gave him a drink. Uh, you'll see later on in the Gospel of John <clears throat> that John gives the account that when everything had been done to fulfill Scripture, in other words, when it was all done, he had fulfilled every bit of Scripture that he came to fulfill, Jesus says, I'm thirsty. And that's when they offer this right here. This isn't the same offering they had done before. They give him something with a sedative in it. No, this was just sour wine. And they put it on a reed, and they gave it to him to drink. Verse 49. But the rest of them said, Let us see whether Elijah will come to save. Uh, that's interesting. 
when Jesus is calling out to Elijah, immediately one of them ran and taking a sponge, he filled it with drink. Well, we know from the other Gospels that Jesus said that he was thirsty after he said that. So somebody comes up and offers him a drink. There's mercy here, okay? But the rest of them, everybody else who's hanging around here, they say this, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. So they're sitting back enjoying the show. I mean, literally. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Okay, this is a biggie right here, folks. And we'll see it in other Gospels also. That when it's all said and done, Jesus cries out. And he cries out, uh, it is finished, to tell us die. It is finished. Everything was done. And yielded up his spirit and gave up his spirit. Nobody killed Jesus in the uh, common use of the vernacular. He offered himself up. He offered himself up as a sacrifice. And when everything was completed, he then yielded his spirit up. He gave up his spirit. Well, to whom, what, when, where, why, how did he yield his spirit? To who did you yield the spirit to? Isn't that an interesting question? <clears throat> he yielded the spirit to the Father. So he cries out with a loud voice, yields up his spirit, and behold, notice there, and behold, verse 51, notice the sequence in here, and behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. Now think about that. That veil is what covered the Holy of Holies, that, whole, that area. It was torn from top to bottom. Why top to bottom? From God to man. It had been hard for man to even torn it from bottom to top, much less from top to bottom. The Lord was removing the veil of separation, literally within the natural, between himself and mankind. Now, the Jewish priests would have been in there. They would have seen this happen. They would have heard this happen. The whole earth shook. There was a gigantic earthquake. They saw the veil torn from top to bottom. And guess what they saw when they looked into the Holy of Holies? What do you think they saw? They saw nothing. Nothing. They saw the vanity of all their religious practices, particularly the ones with the commandments of men. See, the Ark of the Covenant never returned after the Babylonian exile. But they carried on and they carried on with this little secret that was passed on from high priest to high priest to high priest that when you go in there on the Day of Atonement to spread blood upon the Ark of the Covenant, guess what? It's not in there. They would have spread the blood upon a raised stone, concrete kind of area, but not upon that because it wasn't there. It shows the emptiness. And then it says the rocks were split. The earth shook and the rocks were split. That's wild, isn't it? So when Jesus gave up his spirit, according to the chronology right here of Matthew, and we'll see it in other Gospels. Matthew is the one that actually helps us with the chronology on this thing. Um, all sorts of things happened. There was a gigantic earthquake. Rocks were split. The veil torn from top to bottom. And then this one right here, which I've never heard a sermon on, 
I've never heard a teaching on this, and I don't know why we don't teach on this and why we don't preach on this and why we don't rejoice in this and why we sort of gloss over. And even when we go through the account of Easter and all the things that happen, we usually don't deal with this right here. Uh, I was at a church in South Florida uh, where we did massive Easter programs, and I was going to do this right here. In some form or fashion, I was going to replicate and reproduce this, the veil being torn from top to bottom, the earth shaking, the rocks were split, and then this next thing, and we wound up not doing those programs anymore. I never got to do it. Let me just read these next two verses, and our time's up. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. Verse 52, the tombs were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs, after his resurrection, they entered the holy city, and appeared to many. That is wild. I'm going to leave it right there. We'll pick it up in the next episode, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you all so much. Hey, thank you for your support. Several of y'all have, uh, uh, I've shared that if you go to my website, you can find a Patreon link right there uh, to where you can share on an ongoing basis. You know, if you want to, if you want to give, I don't remember what the minimum is, maybe $5. If you want to give $5 a month, Okay. That is so, so, so appreciated, okay? Just do whatever God tells you to do, okay? And I thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.